Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day, Coxie. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Was. How are you? Very good, very good. Um, so uh, today is another of our real tradie blokes interviews. Mm-hmm. No, is that what we're calling it? Real tradie guys. Guys, guys. And, and that's right. It has to rhyme with wives. Yeah. Wives well, and guys. You know I've got to have it all in the right compartment. Yeah, matchy, guys matchy. And wives matchy, matchy. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, real tradie guys interview today um, with uh, a tradie, of course, but um, Peter James, so he's a plasterer and uh, a father and uh, part of our community. Um, Quite a good bloke. And yeah, Pete has been very generous uh, today with his time, but also with his story. He's, he's shared a heck of a lot um, of his story today. So um he does talk about his, uh, I guess, his life over the last 10 or 15 years, um, and part of that has been uh, an experience with suicide. So we just want to let you know if you're listening to this episode and that is going to be an issue for you in any way, shape, or form, then uh, we just want to warn you about um, the rest of this episode. Uh, by all means, if you want to listen to it, um, you know, do so, but just be warned about that. And if you are having trouble or uh, you know you need some help, yeah, please um, contact Lifeline thirteen eleven fourteen, or you can find them online. Online, that's a bit going to be a big mouthful. Yeah, Lifeline online. At Lifeline dot org dot au, um, and there's always mates in construction too. One three hundred six four two triple one. And I'd just like to say this probably isn't one to listen to with the kids around. If the kids are in the car, turn this one off. Save it for another time. But uh, apart from that, um, enjoy this interview with another real tradie guy. So welcome, listeners, to another Real Tradie story. We should change these, Coxie, because we've got Real Tradie Wives interviews. Real Tradie Guys. And Real Tradie Men. Guys. We can't really call them men. Real Tradie Guys. Real Tradie Guys, Real Tradie Wives. Now I can't even say. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll go and brainstorm what we're going to call these episodes. (laughs) Joining us today is is an old mate of mine. Well, he's, he's not technically old, but... Old as in he was a mate of mine. Hey, you're stitching him up here. Yeah. Um, Pete, mate. Uh, Pete the plasterer. And uh, so we're going to have a chat to Pete today. And this is this is part of, I guess, a bit of our new series, our new focus on mm-hmm. just um, unpacking some of the real stuff that, that uh, tradies and tradie wives are experiencing out there. And um, Pete's been kind enough to... To jump on the show today and um, share his story. So, welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast, Pete. Hello, hello, Warren, <laughs> and hello, Nick. How are you, Pete? Now, uh, I'm great. Pleasure we, to be on. We should let everybody know that you've just l- come out of a public toilet in a park, oh, and uh, <laughs> and you're on your phone as well. You're just dropping <laughs> him into it left, right, and centre. I have washed my hands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it was uh, probably pre-podcast nerves. Wow. <laughs> we all have so, a nervous wee before we start. Don't worry. Yeah, Was and I ran yeah, off and did ours too. Pete deserves I, that. I was, 
Pete deserves that after it. calling me. Sorry, mate. After calling me the the net boy because Pete and I used to do a bit <laughs> of fishing together. And uh, yeah, he he was very happy to sledge me the other day. Good uh, to his son, no less, which is even worse. That's even yeah. better. Yeah. Yes, and it was in regards to the trophy has been passed on to me and that I am now the net boy <laughs> in, the, in the fishing scene to my young nine-year-old who seems to have claimed the I catch more fish than you now, Dad, <laughs> yeah. it's so title. Cute. I wonder why that so, is, Warwick, I know how it feels now. Oh, you poor things. We oh. need a therapy group for fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. Trady yeah. fishermen it's, therapy group. It's got a ring it's to called it. The ta- it's called the tackle shop. <laughs> <laughs> How much and, money uh, have you have you donated to tackle ooh, shops over the years, mate? Oh, oh, oh! That's a good question. Mm. Gee, I think if we had a bookkeeper, that'd be it for a for a fisherman or a fisherwoman. Yes, that would be a very lucrative business, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Except nobody really wants to know how much they've spent. No. Does that does that include fishing trips? Kindly oh. donated by you know, wives usually. Yeah. Saying, you need to go on a fishing trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time for boy time. Um, it would run into the thousands, yes. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Including boats and, and uh, electricals, yes, we're probably getting up well over. A good sized amount, yeah. Yep, yep. So so we're not here to talk about uh, fishing or to swap comics, no. Pete. Um, yes. Mate, for our listeners' benefit, because I know a fair bit about you and, uh, and Coxie's had a couple of chats to you as well. Mm-hmm. Mate, uh, can you take us back to the start? Maybe not day zero. We don't want to know about your poop in your pants. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, take us back to the early days, mate, and a bit of who you are and, and what your trade is and, and maybe sort of start to flesh out a bit of your story, Pete. I suppose my story started, you know, um, at least 16 years ago in, the, in, in, um, in construction. I'd, I'd actually started out when I was a teenager and um, in those days we had a massive recession and there wasn't much construction going on, so mm. I fell into hospitality um, and burned up quite a few years doing that, always in the back of my mind that I did want to be, you know, in construction, play, be a tradie. Um, my daughter was born, Warwick was around that stage, we were friends and, um, living in the same town. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I became highly aware that having a child now requires myself to maybe get out of hospitality Mm. and take on a, um, a career that would provide for my family Sure. and probably got caught in the system. And um, and believe that, yeah. I got, I got. I probably, I will not blame my daughter, but I probably, you know, um, people telling me, "Oh, Pete, you need to have this. You need to get this. You need to do this. You need to be like this." Whereas before, you know, people used to say, "Gee, Pete, you're super calm and collected. You know, everything's pretty cruisy with you." Mm. I got into construction to um, better, better my 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 financial status, Mm -hmm. also my. Um, my working um, life um, and try and be around my family more. I wanted to provide a home. We didn't. We were renters. Mm-hmm. Um, I had all those bucket lists and dreams and goals that all of a sudden started overfill in the bucket and and just chased them down. Along that road, I became uh, you know after a few years of learning the plastering trade, I um, I was fortunate enough by a company to. Um, recognised that I was 
um, confident and good enough to, um, uh, you know, move forward into a business, and 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 they helped me get my QDCC license. Mm-hmm. Where I started to take on more and more work, and I just thought this is all good, everything's great, um, everything's going well. I had probably at that stage, I had, well, I, I, you know, I had a couple of guys working for me. Uh, that quickly grew to a ten, a dozen guys working for me. Everything was going well. Um, um, build a house, uh, you know, um, children doing, you know. Doing all right, um, going to nice school, um, you know, um, my partner, everything seemed to be okay mm-hmm. um, in, in the personal side of things. Um, and then um, the, the builder that I was mainly doing work for, they fell over. Mm-hmm. They went into receivership and that's, I suppose, around the time the wheel started to fall off. Um, it coincided with a couple other things going on in my life. Um, but that's when I started to shift into other areas and I found myself, um, at a point where, um, I had to go to, um, took a job on in Mackay, um, and spent seven, eight months away from my family, um, working because times before that had fallen tough. So I in a position of trying to put the runs back on the board, so to speak, in the, in the bank account. Mm. Um, but in doing that, um, uh, things just went from bad to worse, I suppose, in my personal life and in my um, mental state um, and in my um, you know, mental health side of things went right down and um, I was away from the family too much. Um, I took on a massive job or I was thrown into a massive job and the carrot was dangled in front of me. Um, it was a job that I hadn't done before, but I thought I could do it. Um, and I came basically, a lot of things went on in that on that job site. I was um, making good money, but other tradies didn't like that. Other companies didn't like that because there'd been failures on the job, which I was um, paid to rectify at their cost. And in turn, I became the target of job site bullying, um, harassment um, in in the workplace and outside the workplace. I was um, I was on my own alone, um, away from my family, um, and I tried to tough it out. I was brought up on you know this will harden me up a bit more, Pete. You know. <laughs> So every day I got up and I just went into work earlier just to be on my toes and every day they would do something to, um, you know, sabotage my work or try and, you know, take take another chunk out of the tree of me and um, it just wore me down. What sort of... And, <clears throat> sorry, mate. Because, like, mm. you know, there's a lot of talk about um, workplace bullying and, and I guess there's a bit of a culture of that in the trades to some extent anyway. I mean, what mm. sort of... Whether, you don't have to go into <laughs> super gory details, mate, but, like, what sort of things were they doing? Uh, on the job site where they'd sabotage your work, they would um, uh, remove parts of my of my work, you know, um, <laughs> put holes in walls, um, remove framing, um, <laughs> just... Uh, Sabotage my compounds, um, 
Unreal. Steel, tools, uh, uh, you know, anything. It was, uh, I had my car um, attacked, keyed. Um, other tr- other guys that worked for me were getting um, harassed as well. Um, tools thrown at us, um, abuse, uh, writing on walls, <laughs> suggestive behaviour. Um, yeah, you name Unreal. it, it was there. There was a lot of uh, use of uh, drug use on that site. Um, and the main, you know, when I went to, uh, you know, the builders about it, they were, you know, you're getting paid good money, Pete. Um, you know, get in there and do the job. Just deal with it. Um, oh. Outside the job, it was um, breaking into my room. Um at night, they would um, harass me, you know, um, you know, thing, you know, anything to try and get me off the job. Yeah. They thought that if they got rid of me, the problems would go away and they wouldn't be um, charged these back charges for these, these works that I had to rectify. Yep. And we're, to, we're not talking thousand dollars, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. So, um, so with, are these guys in a rival business to yours? Mm, no. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's sort of stuff that you um, goes on. It doesn't go on on all sites. Sure. Um, It goes on um, a fair bit. Um, Commercial because prevalent than people would like to believe. I think. I think so. Um, It's there, and a lot of guys leave because of the trade because of this going on. Mm. Um, Um, you know. Yep. So, I, I I I copped it because um, I was making money, right. and no one else was. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I wasn't coached for that. I wasn't trained for that to have a handle it. And yeah. the people that I saw I saw to go to to help me with that um, didn't want to know about it. Mm. So there became this in my head that no one. Gives a shit. Yes. Um, and you just do the job, go home, lick your wounds, come back, do it again tomorrow. But it was a daily, a daily thing. And um, to the end of it, when I actually finished the job, I stuck. I hung in there. I stuck. I, I did it. Um, I started, um, but I started to drink heavily. Mm-hmm. I started smoking again. Uh, I stayed away from any um, drugs which were there on offer um, to cope. Um, I had sleepless nights. I was um, a mess. I was all over shop, but I hit it. Mm. Um, and when I came, when I came back to um, home, um, I found it hard to fit in at home. I couldn't. I didn't wasn't coping. Um, it was. Um, I didn't want that to affect my partner any more than she was under pressure. Um, with you know raising kids and being alone herself for that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, she'd lived a very um, single life as, as as a partner. In you know, I I was working in Brisbane, um, so. 14, 15-hour days on the road at work, driving home, 
you know, sitting in the car, on the phone, in the drive, you know, or can get in the door till eight thirty, nine o'clock. Wow. Um, so she lived a very separate life. Mm. So she felt very alone. Um, so the demise of my um, per, um, my personal affairs and my business affairs were just, um, yeah, were just crumpling. Um, but I had money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's a sad irony, isn't it, mate? Yeah. I, I turned it all around and um, I went from having a bad um, bank balance, I had debts, um, you know, to having money and my personal life and um, my mental health um, just went out the door. Um, it could have, I could have come home from there um, 10 times better than when I went up there. That's the gamble you take, you know, yeah. and taking on um, different things in life. Um, but a lot of times you don't know. And I think a lot of young tradies or, you know, guys getting into business, they just don't know what they're in for. No. So it, they're very naive or they're very, um, they've got the blinkers on. They think it's all going to be great. And the wheel, when the wheels fall off the cart, they happen uh, in, in different ways. But, um, yeah, for me, I, never, I was apathetic. I never thought it would happen to me. Mm. I, just, I just thought I was tough and I'd get through it. But, um, yeah, when it gets personal and, you, or, you know, and it's day after day, my men um, were being affected by it as well, um, you know. So they saw... Me going down, they, you know, they were going down as well. So I felt responsible. Mm. Um, and I came home basically and had, you know, a, a bigger job to go to back in Brisbane. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I, like, that, I can't go back to that. Yeah. Um, and I basically was suffering um, already in, when I was in Mackay, I was already suffering, um, from thoughts of suicide, um, I couldn't like it was at that point where, um, yeah, one night in the room, I, I was so ashamed, I was so you know embarrassed of how how I, you know, what point I'd gotten to, that I did have a go at um, taking my own life in in the room, um, and I was getting harassed. In my, you know, I had a tiny room. It was probably three by three metre room. That was my room. That's where I lived for eight months. I had, you know, nothing else mm. pretty much. Um, it was like, it was like being in jail, I suppose. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I haven't been in jail. So, but <laughs> I, yeah, took a turn and, um, yeah, and I didn't come home well. And I, I, number of times I'd, um, set myself off to say I was going to work, I was going, um, I was going, you know, I had jobs, I was going to work, whereas I, I wasn't going to work, I had jobs, the boys were doing that, but I wasn't going, I couldn't cope, I couldn't cope to go onto job sites because of this fear of what's going to happen mm-hmm. on a job site, yep. um, to the point where I was at, you know, jumping off bridges, that, that thought's in my head, and what kept me from not doing it was my children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what hung me in there. And one morning I'd woken up, I had the same thought and I called out to my partner and said, can you, t- you know, I need help. Can you, she, and she was blown away. She had no idea that, um, I was actually in that, 
that dark place. Mm. Uh, she put me in the car and took me off to the doctors, and I just completely lost it. Had a full meltdown. Um, I hid it all. She had no idea. And how bad it was. But I just, with, you know, having a business, having a mortgage, having all these, you know, thinking it was it was too much. Mm. It, was, it was too full on, the pressures of big jobs. Um, and again, I'll go back to what I sort of started out saying. I was, I was on the wheel. I was on the system. Um, and I just ended up there. I'd, it was like, how do I... It, how do I end up here? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'd spent uh, 18 months on heavy medication. Um, that sort of time of my life was um, like being in a coma. I can't really remember a lot from 2015 to 2017. Can't really remember much at all. Um, but I functioned. I, I, I worked. Um, but I was a space cadet. Um, and the, I kept the business going and I recovered. I did therapy. Um, uh, I got help and, um, when I thought, you know, it was hard that when I thought I was, everything was okay. My relationship with my partner had broken down because I was just not there. Um, to the point where our, our um, our relationship um, ended and we separated um, and shortly after that um, I you know got the business going again I thought right I've got to get pull my socks up and get it all together <laughs> and turn it around and I did um, again um, that took a lot of uh, a lot of strength to you know get the wheels back on the cart and go for it again. And yeah, I bet. Um, being on meds as well, it was hard. So I built the business up, um, did what I knew, worked hard, um, tried to, and my pl- because my plan was to, um, I'd, I'd done this, so I need to fix it. Um, that's how I, what I had in my head that I'd caused the breakdown of my relationship, I'd caused the, you know, demise of myself. Um, so I need to fix it. And I went on that path of trying to fix everything, which I did, sort of. <laughs> like a typical man. Um, yeah, which I did. I, 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 you know, paid off a lot of things and did this and did that and had everything going. And I had a plan to wind down the business and get out and go back to just being a subby for someone. Yep. And having more time for myself, my family and my kids, and have no debt um, and have a very simple off. Just go back to that. Get off the wheel, so to speak. And uh, on that path, um, you know, and thinking I wanted to get back with the, you know, love of my life and the children, thought that might happen as well. Um, it was a possibility and it has, it didn't happen, but I uh, did other stuff that rectified other things, um, managed to reconnect with my children, um, reconnect with myself, reconnect with the business. And what then what blindsided me was I had a builder that I'd been working for 
for 12 months um, out of the blue going to receivership and I had $130,000 owing um, and they went bankrupt. They had, um, yeah, basically <laughs> just pulled the rug out from underneath me and I um, was like, whoa, what's this all about? I had no, you know, wasn't prepared for that. Then um, I tried to keep runs on the board with doing another job, um, running on a real tight sort of ship and um, used up a lot of my own cash, um, trying to rebuild and recover, pay off supplies and that. And then mm. six weeks later, I had, in two days, I had two another two builders go bankrupt on me. So that basically... Um, sent me into another downward spiral of what the hell am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on? What have I done? Mm. So I'd sort of got to that point where um, I'd recovered with my mental health. I'd recovered with the business again. Um, and it all got ripped out again. And I was like, I remember like falling back onto the bed when I read the email of the, the third one going. And I just fell back on the bed and I went, where's the fucking candid camera? Where is it? It's <laughs> a I cruel must, joke, mate. I must be, I must be, people must be pissing themselves laughing or something, watching me on TV, you know, because this is not right. This is not real and it's not right. Um, how many times have I got to try and <laughs> recover? But I was done. I was spent. I remember lying on that. They're just going, I, I'm done. So um, that was it. Pretty much had to talk to accountants. They just said, Pete, pack it up. You give, you've, you've got your health to think about. How many times are you going to do this? And so went to the doctor, talked to him about it. He said, Pete, you've, you should be in a box by now. You should have, you know, um, either you're going to knock yourself off or you're going to um, you know, keel over mm. with the stress. So with that um, advice, yeah, I, I just packed up. I, I, I tried to have a plan of of paying off, um, you know, trading out of it. Yep. Um, and I just, no, I just, I just went, no, I'm done. I, I've, I've lost my family. I've lost myself. Um, the plan didn't work. This is just shit just happened. Mm. And you can't, you can't, I don't know, can you prepare for that? I don't, I, you know, no. as, a, as, a, as a tradie, as a, you know, you can't, you, you, you know, the amount of money that I was owed, um, talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, yeah, so it's bad luck or bad business plan, it wasn't, it's just, it's just what happens in the building industry. Do you, Pete, do you look back at any of that and recognise points where, I don't know, maybe you, you feel like it did get off track or um, you, you could have made different decisions? Like, do you ever do that? Oh, I was, I've, I've questioned that and I've actually drove myself nuts trying to um, analyse it um, and work out what went wrong. Um, 
there's so many things that I've worked out that are just out of your control in 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 construction in having a business. Mm. It can be as simple as um, a carload of your men not turning up for a day mm. at work because the car's broken down and you're supposed to get that job finished that day so other tradies can, you know, there's so many things that can tip a, 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 a foreman off or, you know, and um, you didn't get this job done and, you know, that can, you know. Yeah, yep. There's just so many things that can really unhitch your boat and it just sent a drift. So um, things with my relationship, um, I was, I just thought I was doing what I was supposed to do, go, get up, go to work, um, make the money. And when things went bad, I had to then go back in and um, make more money, work more hours, um, get things back on track to protect the family, to mm. protect, you know, that's just what I I was brought up on. Yes. I was brought up on that type of um, uh, mentality or, or um, conditioning. Conditioning, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I was conditioned from a from a young age to that's what you did. Yep. Um, and then you know when you're in the trenches and the bombs are dropping, you just keep dodging, you know. But there's at some point you're going to get you get blown up. And there's just nothing. There's nothing you can do. No. Um, so what? Like the white flag. What would have changed it, Pete? I mean, because part of part of the reason we want to chat to guys and girls like you is, um, I guess, you know, not to to pull it all apart and rehash it, but I guess to look back with that benefit of hindsight um, as. As some of us uh, do, you in trouble, mate? The the cops are there for you, or what? Oh, it's a fire engine. That's local um, <laughs> fire engine going out of the Pomona uh, fire station that I did the gyp rock work for years ago. So <laughs> oh, you're one of those dads, can... aren't you? Yeah. You, you and the kids drive around, and I worked on that house, and I yeah. worked on that house, and I worked on that house. Yeah. Well, that's one of the job I'm proud of. So, yeah. but I could. <laughs> The, the walls are still standing and they can still get out for an emergency. <laughs> so that's always good to hear. You know? Yeah, yeah. It is, it is. But I just wonder, yeah. looking back with, with that benefit of hindsight, if, uh, you know, if you can sort of look back and go, you know what, I could have done, or, or not could have or should have, but it's like here's where the cautionary tales are for other people. You know, you mentioned at the start, I think, about young blokes um, and girls entering the trade, and they just they don't know, they don't realise what can happen think, and what's involved. I think um, probably it probably across a yeah, two trucks going out. Wow, something big going on in here in Pomona. It's all happening. Um, <laughs> this is a town with a population I, of like five hundred people. Well, and you know, when like you're probably saying was when you know the alarms went off and the sirens rang. I I don't think. Um, you actually realise it because you're so um, thinking, I'm going to get a house, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Um, you just you've got the blink, you've got the blinkers on, I think, and you just um, you know you just you know you just you, because you haven't tripped up, or you haven't had your fingers burnt, you just off you go. Yeah, and. Um, then, you know, once your fingers get you turn around, you go, oh, 
shit, didn't know that was going to happen. But mm. what I realized is that um, I became a gambler and I've never been a gambler actually against gambling. I don't, you know, I don't do it. I don't bet. I don't, I don't even know how to do it. But I was a gambler. I gambled my health. Mm. I gambled my family. I gambled my home. I, you know, I gambled my future um, by taking on those things. And I think um, when you're, if you're consumed by something, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or gambling, or, you know, and if you can relate that into business, is that sometimes there is no plan B. You get so consumed in it mm. that you start making excuses and reasons why and this and that, and it'll all be good, or, you know, money will come in tomorrow. So I suppose that um, the red flags go up. You don't, you don't know it. You're in it. Yeah. You're, it's going a thousand miles an hour. Um, you think you're indestructible. It's not, you know, not going to affect you that bad. And one day, yeah, you end up in the gutter and it's, um, yeah. So do you think, not good. do you think there's anything people can do to get out of that? You know, when you're so far um, in the weeds of it's all right, you know, I'll get another job or it's okay, we'll, we'll um, you know, just do extra work on this one or I'll just work harder. Is there anything people can do, do you think, to get out of that, to recognize it? I think um, putting your hand up and asking, asking people um, who are in it getting advice um if you sense if you sense something not right don't just don't just say oh, i'd be right i think you need to stop you need to just put the brakes on and stop and go hang on what's going on here and sort it out it's because it can just snowball so quick and get out of control um, that yeah once that once it starts once it takes off it's hard to reel back in you know yeah, yeah. One, you know, it's um, what can people do? Uh, learn to say no. Mm. Learn, learn to stop. But this fear, people live in so much fear these days. People are so caught up in um, in things that oh, I'll do that tomorrow, and you just can't. You got to say no, nah. because if that your sole reliant on on your business. Uh, and that's what's put, paying the bills and putting food on table. It's, it does come first. So you've got to commit. If you don't, you're 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 a goner. And that's why I've I found it. I found it. Um, I found it when it got me. Um, and how do I get out of this? I had like there was just you know. I was I wasn't trained for this with the QBCC. I wasn't trained for this when I did the master builders course. I wasn't trained this doing an apprenticeship or you know or they didn't teach me about this. No. So you're not you're not coached, you're not conditioned to handle it. Um, no. So I um. Well, yeah. You're not not even taught how to recognise it in the first place. Yeah. It just yeah. It just look. How do how do you know that? Um, how do you know that someone's not going to pay you? Um, at the end of the month, mm-hmm. how do you know that that job you just did and it cost you ten grand in materials or you know um, that 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 company or that individual or is, is going to pay? So you've got to have every time you do a job, you've 
if you're going to do a $10,000 job, you got to have $10,000 there to go again. Yeah. Mm. $20,000. You got to have you got to be prepared to lose that 10 mm. or 20 or 50 or 100. You got to be you got to be coherent with that because it ha- it's real and it happens. It got me a number of times. Prior to me having three big builders going down, I I had a number of small um, uh, other companies that I was doing works for only $10,000, $5,000, $25,000. It sort of was easy to get out of it, but mm. it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. So I had to take on bigger jobs to bail out. It just gets to the point where um, you, I didn't have the money to bail out anymore. Um, and we did great work. <laughs> um, you know, and that's the sad part about it. I, I built a business up. Um, the QBCC handed me bigger licenses and said, you're doing great, you know, all my books where everything was great. And when the builders went bankrupt, I went with them. Mm. And there was nothing there. This is what probably got me the most was I, again, um, after um, feeling like no one cared um, when I when all that stuff went down when I worked away, um, that when all this stuff went on, that no one cared. You think that you're paying this to help you. You think you've got this in place to help you, but oh, you want to make sure because I can tell you now that when companies go bankrupt and you're not paid, they'll suspend your licence and you'll end up in a world of shit um, because you've got nothing, no licence, um, and they will just say you're, you're suspended. Pete, can you tell us a little you're bit done. about that, um, I guess coming to that understanding that you had to pull the pin on your business and what that looked like and what those first few weeks were like? Well, that's a good question. Um, yeah, big mix emotion of like I've put in so much effort for this and I felt like I did nothing I didn't do it, and I got told that you, you've done nothing wrong, Pete. It, you just, you didn't know, you just have to deal with it. And I was angry. I was cynical. I was like, you know, I had, I had smoke coming out my ears. Mm. Or, you know, um, it was a massive um, mindset reset. Of, all right, I now have to play the game, I've got to do what I'm told and because I don't want to um, end up in a box mm. and those thoughts came back into my head big time of knocking myself off because I felt ashamed and a, and a failure but um, I just kept seeing my son and daughter. I just was like, well, you know, they're going to have no daddy yeah. um, and they became the most important thing in my life and, and for them... To have a daddy, I needed to become the most important thing in my life. Not money, mm-hmm. not that builder, this builder, not that, you know, not that guy. I had to become almost super selfish for a moment in my life to get better, to um, forgive and forget, mm-hmm. put it all behind me. It's not a nice thing when um, you hand over the books 
um, to the liquidators and say, I'm, you know, I fold. I'm going bankrupt. That's it. I'm done. Wind up the business. Um, so um, that was a, yeah, a massive mindset reset to say um, it's gone. All that is going to go, your house, everything. But in that, I did seek some some help um, with advice and I was told earlier on that this will be the best thing you do. Mm. Um, and it's just gotten so full on that you, you, you need to stop to start over again. Sure. And it didn't sink in um, because of how messy you are in the head. You've cra- you got crazy head. You don't. You're like, wow. It t- took a lot for me to hang in there. Um, but I listened. Um, lots of trips to the doctor. Lots of trips to a therapist to just to guide me through it. I was putting my hand up and asked for help. Um, I felt ashamed for a bit, but I went, stuff it. I want to be there for my kids, and I don't care if I've got two Bob to me name, I'm going to be there for my kids. Um, and I'll recover from this. I've um, done it before, and so I need to do it again and just hang in there. So I, so I did. I went bankrupt, um, dissolved the company, um, and... Um, didn't go personally bankrupt. Waited to see what the outcome was. I owed uh, a number of companies um, money, um, and they came after me. Um, but I was determined to try and save something, which was trying to save a home for my children. Mm. Um, and uh, so I struck some deals with those companies and to try and pay them off and just buy some time really just to get my head together about what I'm going to do. And I went back to what I knew and I put my head down and I worked um, and sort of found work in a new light as probably a bit of therapy, you know. Mm-hmm. So instead of sitting at home um, worrying about it, I went to work and dealt with it and um, finally decided that the house isn't worth it. Mm. Um, The stress of trying to uh, work my way out of it, the distraction from um, seeing my children wasn't worth it. Um, So I needed to bring back some sort of um, order in my life and I put, really I put, took another level of putting my children first um, and myself first and I realised I need to put um, the children's mother first as well. Mm. And I reconnected with those things and worked out what's important Um, and it wasn't money. It wasn't having a house. Um, It wasn't any of that. It wasn't having cars and materialistic things. Um, it was about having my health, mm. having my sanity, having happiness. Um, and I realised they were very important. Um, so I started to work on those and I um, decided that 
Um, I was, yeah, well, I was fortunate enough to do a job for a guy who had been through, through a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And he just said, Pete, um, just let it all go. It'll be the best thing you do. And I didn't believe it. I was like, no, how can it be the best thing I can do? So <laughs> how can it be any better than what I'm going through now? So I, he put me onto a couple of guys um, who talked me through personal bankruptcy um, and I made a decision uh, October two years ago that um, I'll, I'll go full bankrupt and start over again. What could be worse? And to be honest, it's been the best thing I've ever done. I've now got more money in the bank than I ever have. I've got less stress and dramas than I ever had. Um, I've I've can recognise all the um, things that are going to happen before they happen. And I think I I think I quoted uh, to was several months ago when we had a, a deep chat about things. Uh, it was like a scene out of the Matrix where Keanu Reeves, you know, he can just pluck the bullets out of the air and dodge the bullets and start seeing things in a different light and a different avenue before they happen. Um, and, yeah, that's how I've, I've now go through life is it's not all about this and that and, you know, winning the world over it's about happiness you know and balance so and what, things got what does that look like for you pete tell me what day-to-day life looks like now um well i live a, i live when i say i live a minimalistic life mm-hmm. i um i decided to get the biggest skip bin in to my property that i could when i went bankrupt mm-hmm. and i went if I'm going to start over again, I'm going to start over again. I'm going to have nothing, no baggage, no nothing. Um, and I was fortunate to be offered a place um, very close to where I live um, and move in there at a reasonable rent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got rid of everything, started over again. Wow. I kept my, kept my bare minimum things, I kept like a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have Got a to the barbie. <laughs> I, 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 I kept the weather. Um, <laughs> I I uh, I went without a fridge. Wow. I I went into this mode of I'm gonna if I'm gonna start over again. I'm gonna start over again, and I need to look at how I can save money and how I can um, put give myself more time more time and I don't want to end up in this situation ever again in my life. Yeah. Um, so I started to yeah, re, re, say rebirth myself. I didn't become a born-again Christian. I didn't become any type of fitness fanatic. I just worked on my mental health mm-hmm. um, because I put that first. Um, and everything started to fall into place. Well. The less I had, the more I had. Yeah. You know? Sure, people have heard that before. So I, I quickly realised the more stuff I had, the more dramas I had, mm. um, and that took away time with myself and my children, um, and trying to build a, f- a reasonable friendship with the children's mother. 
yep. um, to raise them as best as we could. Um, and the damage has been done, you know. Um, put it behind, start over again. Mm. Don't, don't, you know, just move forward with happiness and don't look back in anger, you know. Um, <laughs> nice. So I've done that. I've been doing, I've been living minimalistic for, um, oh, uh, yeah, it's coming up two years now. Um, I still haven't bought a fridge. I bought a little car fridge. I function out of that. I use the local IGA as my refrigerator and my pantry. (laughs) Um, I don't need big cupboards. I don't need big, um, you know, I don't need big appliances. I don't, you know, I just look at the, I look at the world differently now. Mm. I go to work to sustain a lifestyle. Um, I have a good life now. Mm, I've maintained um, my priorities and that my children's education. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter's doing very well in a private school, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I work for. Yeah, I don't. I don't work. I work to have happiness. I don't work for materialistic things anymore, mm-hmm. um, because I can just see how much grief it can give you. Yeah, chasing the dollar can really so. Now I have balance. So now I go to work and I work and I put um, my money goes into the bank and I'm a and I'm in bankruptcy. So it teaches you that you have no um, access to credit cards, line of credit where you, you can, but it's very hard. Um, I'm limited to the car I can have. I'm limited, or, you know, the the amount of worth of car I can have. So it teaches you to live in a very um, sustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. where you can enjoy yourself and have things, do things. So I've been doing more things with my life now than I have done in the last 20 years. Mm, it's crazy. It was at a point, yeah, it was at a point where I used to go fishing and when I, my business and I took on a home and I took on all this stuff in one hit, and it seems to happen to a lot of people and they just take on so much and it all falls apart super quick and they've got to, they, they've got to start over again. Um, so Pete, I'm, I'm curious, mate, do you think people can achieve a level of balance and clarity like you've described without going through the the challenges is probably understating it a little bit, but um, the challenges that you've experienced and so many people do that they talk about, you know, once they've been through it and they're looking back, they've sort of, you know, they've learned so much and they, they get to this different space in their life. Do you think it's possible to achieve that without going through the the suffering? Oh, definitely. But but there's so many. It's it, When you haven't gone through it, which I was in that state of mind, I, you know, of being apathy. It won't happen to me. I'm better than that. I'm not like that person. I'm smarter than that. Boy, oh boy, there's so many things that can bite you. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're out riding your, you're out riding your push bike, getting healthy, and some idiot opens the door, and next thing you're in hospital. You're out of work. Mm. You can't, 
get on the tools. You, you know, there's so many variables that can come into it. But this is this living in fear factor. Mm. Um, so how can you prepare yourself to not end up like that? Always, always keep in check of the reason why you're doing it. Mm. What's the reason I'm in business and why am I doing this and where do I want to, you know, where do I want to, where do I want to be in life? What do I want to have? Um, and I think people don't even know the answer to that. They don't even know why they're doing it. They just do it. Well, they haven't often asked themselves the question in the first place, mate. That's it. So I got into it because I wanted to get a house. I wanted to have a roof because I was conditioned that that's what I should do. Mm-hmm. Didn't know, I didn't really understand why I was doing it. I was just doing it because that's what you did. That's what your mates were doing. That's what other people were doing, you know. Um, and that's the great Australian dream. Um, I just want to touch on that, Pete, because I think it's something that we don't expose or talk about very often as um, society is this um, obligation, perhaps, to follow what is what appears to be the norm. I've got to run a business. I've got to buy a house. I've got to have a fancy car. I've got to have all this stuff because we are conditioned to believe that's what life is supposed to look like. Um, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. So I can tell you, I don't have all that stuff now. Well, you know, I look at it differently now. I can go rent that. Mm. I can go hire that. I don't have to own it. I don't have to have that. If I want to go experience a million-dollar house, I can rent it. Yes. I can go stay at an Airbnb. I can, you know, um, if I want to drive a flash car, I can hire that, you know, to get a taste of it. Um, but we are. We're so conditioned and... Um, you speak to a therapist, they'll tell you that, you know, we're just fed a big lie. People are just living in this bubble and they don't know how to get out. Whereas I was told the other day that Pete, you found the door and you know that you can go into the bubble and, but you know where the door is and you can come back out. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I didn't know how to do that. No. I did, I, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> um, and now I have. So, so uh, to put in put in perspective, um, I spent I, I don't know I, I probably went ten years without a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I suffered massive burnout. Um, I've had um, now bringing my um, balance back into perspective, and um, I found the door to that bubble is um, I've had just had five weeks off. Um, earlier, uh, last year I had, uh, probably another, I don't know, eight weeks off in the year, Mm -hmm. maybe more. This year, this year I've probably had eight weeks off at least already this year. And that's, I'm not gloating or I'm not saying, you know, I'm doing something right. It's just that now I have balance. Mm. I I have lower people might ask, Well, how do you do that? Well, you know, you don't spend as much or, you know. Mm. Yep. Um I I'm forced to. I'm forced to live the way I live through bankruptcy, but it's been the best thing I've done. So now when I go to work, I work. Um 
I live through, I live quite frugally. Um, that's a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I save my money for, um, for having time off. Yeah. Re- resetting myself. Um, but before I do that, I pay up everything. I try to. Um, and now I'm, you know, having time off without guilt. Yep. Uh, I'm getting operations done that I'd put off for five years. Mm. Um, and I can do that without worrying about um, mm. the debt, debts, the mortgage, the this, the that, the business. Because... Um, I can step back into it, I work, and I can step back out of it. Before, I couldn't step out of it. Mm. Pete, would uh, would you have believed it if someone had said, hey, mate, you're in this bubble and there's a door over there, you can step out of it? Would you have actually believed them? No. Nah. No. Nah. I discussed this the other day mm. um, with someone and no. Nah. That because I lived in that bigger fear that if I do, the world's going to end. It's going to mm. be worse than it's going to be worse. You can if things aren't going right in your business, um, shut it down. If, if 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 it's causing problems with your relationship, with your children, um, you're sitting at home with your hands in your head, you know. Um, you're not sleeping. There's enough signs to to change, give it up, ask for help. If you're not enjoying life, if your business isn't allowing you to enjoy life, why are you doing it? Mm. You're better off going and working for someone else, nine to five, get a paycheck, change the way you live. If it ain't working out, don't do it. Pete, how, not for you. how big a part does pride play in Massive. particularly men continuing on when they probably deep Massive. down know it's shit. Yeah, massive. Because that's what I suffered from. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 you know, um, of feeling ashamed that I'd failed. You know? Um, and I suppose that's what leads to um, the suicide stats, you know. Guys, they're not, they're conditioned to do well, Mm. but they're not conditioned to fall. Do you still think now with hindsight that you did fail? No, no, I didn't fail. No. I didn't fail. Because I I look at it now differently, I've, I've, I've actually gained more than I lost. Yes. Mm. Um, I have a better relationship with uh, my ex. Um, I have a better relationship with my children. I have a better relationship with myself, so I haven't failed. It's actually been a blessing in disguise in some ways. Um, it's just, it's how, like I said, I had to reset my mindset. Mm. And I spent a lot of time working on that. Um and I was fortunate enough to see a guy unknowingly give a talk and it hit me like an arrow through the heart. I just was woken up big time. Mm. And so, yeah, I did what I did. 
I've been just told by my doctor, you're the only, I've been doing this, you know, he's 70 years old and he said, you're the only patient I've actually had that did exactly what I told him to do. <laughs> That's pretty typical <laughs> for blokes. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, oh, yeah, Pete. You should have knocked yourself off by now or put yourself in a box with what <laughs> yeah. you've been through. But somehow you're still here, you know, and he sort of, you know, joked about it like you're the yeah. only, you know, you know, the only guy that's bloody listened to me. Mm. So I think, I think when, when the, the writing's on the wall, so to speak, you really got to read it, step mm. back. It's okay to take a day off mm. and self-assess, mm. you know. I used to go fishing to self-assess. Mm. I loved it. And I'd get in the boat and I'd think about stuff. I'd take, you know, take someone with me in the boat, have a chat, self-assess, go back to work next week. When things got out of balance, I wasn't fishing. I wasn't doing the things I enjoyed that helped me stay in check. Therefore, that all affected um, people around me. Um, and, you know, so I so in that sort of answer your question, Nick, it's like, did I learn? Have I gained? Uh, did I fail? Uh, no. I think I've I think I've gotten better because my life is better now than it was before. Yes. Um, in a lot of ways. Um, and moving forward is probably um, do I want to go back into that? Mm. Um, do I feel like the hard work I put in? Um, I can't, like, in some ways I can't, it's going to be very hard for me to get a license back again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, I still get builders ring me up and say, can you do a job for me? Um, we want you to do our job, no one else. And I have to turn them down. So I can't do that work, mm. um, which upsets me. Mm. But then I go, why do, why do I need to do that job? What's in it? What's in it? Mm. What? Why do I need to do it? So I was in a I was in a con- builder's bubble. I was in a construction bubble, where now I can step out in and out of that. I can step in and out of the life bubble um, because I have balance. So I go and do jobs now that are going to provide an income to sustain my happiness mm-hmm. and my children's happiness, and I don't take on any more. Um, than that for more money in the bank or, you know, mm. because what do I need that for? Pete, Will it? are you proud yep. of yourself? Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I had to tell myself I'm proud of myself because mm. I've stayed alive. I've stayed alive. That's, that's the biggest thing I'm proud of that I've, I've hung in there and I didn't let all this shit beat me um, and I was pretty broken mm. um, and I won't say I never I've, you know, I don't want people to think oh poor Pete or poor this you mm. know or bloke bad luck just shit happened um, but it but it I I just wasn't yeah I wasn't coached or conditioned to um, to have so much happen at, at one time no one is no. You know, so I'm proud that I'm here. Um, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm stuck up or floating no, or I've got a better life. I don't have a house. I've got no super. 
because people haven't paid it. Um, I've got, you know, a lot of nothing, which people might think, oh, that's so sad, but um, it's less crap I've got to deal with. Mm. I've got more to live for now than I had before, which is um, seeing my son catch a big barra. Whereas before, um, he, you know, he there was minimal chance of that happening because I had, I was out of balance. I didn't have, had too much, I'd taken too much on. So I suppose in life and in business, you take too much on, you know, and you don't have the foundations there to support it, then things are going to fall over pretty quick when... Um, things go bad, you know. Mm. So I did have things in place, but <laughs> you don't you don't have that that happen so quick in such a short time. Um, but it does happen. I've found a lot of talked to a lot of blokes that it's happened to. And will rip the rug out from underneath you and um yeah, is a you've gotta be prepared to say that's enough. Um I'm done and start over again because starting over again is uh, not a failure. It's a path to success, a path to a better life and a better future. And, um, yeah, people don't, um, yeah, you li- sometimes we live in this fantasy world. I used to think, oh, my kid will, you know, if I don't have that house, that'll be the worst thing that, um, That'll happen to my kids. They don't go on about missing the swimming pool. They don't go on, you know, they don't go on about missing their bedroom. What they go on about is how we miss daddy. Yeah. Yep. How he wasn't there. How, um, whereas I thought it was the other way. And a lot of time, mate, uh, you talk about um, success. It's in how we define success that actually uh, sometimes uh, brings us so much suffering, mate. Mm-hmm. Pete, why do, um, uh, why, do, why do we do it? <laughs> I'm wanting to, to uh, you know, you've talked about this, this new awareness, I guess, of being able to enter and, and leave these bubbles at will. Um, mm. what's, what's the future hold for Pete, mate? Um, currently, my future is getting, my, um, getting some operations completed. Um, giving myself time to heal and, um, business wise, um, being a subby, um, I can have guys work for me. Um, I can go back into that sort of field. Um, I've just got to work out why would I be doing it? (laughs) Why would I take that on? So I'm still at that, um, state of mind where do I want? to have staff. Do I want to do all that again? Um, I'm happy working for someone. Mm. Um, my future, uh, family wise is, I think I've found the balance. It's, uh, I learned, I learned a new word the other day, uh, which for me is, is, is practice. I've just got to keep practicing what I'm doing mm. and just keep practicing it because it's working. I'm happy, my son's happy, my daughter's happy, I've got balance, I get work, I do my work, I get paid, 
I go home, if um, I set bigger goals and targets, I'm now I'm now aware of mm. the repercussions if they fail. Yep. And I'm prepared for that. I'm stronger on, um, yeah. You know, so I read something the other day or today actually. Nick's put something up and had another another. Um, I assume it's a guy that knocked himself off. Mm, it was a guy. Yeah. I don't know why that's happened. Yeah. But why does it continue to happen? Um, it's a riddle that a lot of people are trying to solve, mate. And I think, uh, yeah. sadly, I think the answer is probably hiding in plain sight, um, but we're just not focusing on the right conversations about the right things. And... Uh, you know, we're we're trying to stop people going over the waterfall instead of figuring out why there's water in the stream in the first place. Mm. Um, and I know from I think, my own, own experience, it was like that. So, yeah, it's 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 this um, bubble that we live in that we've got to do this and we've got to do that and we've got to have this and we've got to have that. I think we're so caught up in living in this fear. You know, we're in this fear state of mind that if we don't do that or don't get that job done or if we don't take that on do this do that everything's going to fall apart mm. well we even have a, a term for it mate we've got FOMO yeah fear of yeah fear, fear of, of missing, missing out. out I think I had to google that to figure out what that was because you're old <laughs> yeah. that's too, I'm too old <laughs> yeah fear of missing out no, I, I, I live that fear yep. of missing out of course um, and I think what you've got to realise is in business is if you fear of missing out on a job or fear of missing out on, you know, getting that job. It might not be the right job to take on um, and you might miss out on some things, but you're probably going to, if you take it on you, and do it for the wrong reasons, you'll miss out on a hell of a lot more, mm. you know, and well, you'll work out what's important in your life um, and really, you know, for young players getting into a, a business or thinking I'm going to set the world on fire, um, Ask yourself, why are you doing it? Why are you going to do it? And is it really that important? Um, and if it isn't, don't do it. Don't well, do it. But do it. Do it for the right reasons. So I do it now. I do it now for I'm I'm conscious and I, my awareness is now heightened that um, I can say no to a lot of things, a lot more things now, whereas before I, I used to be a yes man. I had to say yes to everything. And it brought me, yeah, more more dramas because I didn't know that I could take the door out of the bubble. If someone had said, you can go bankrupt now, Pete, or you can be go through pain and suffering for the next five to ten years, um, what, what would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> it's that old thing really about uh, would you have actually started. believed him, mate, so... Yeah, started. my and and just to add why why did all this come about? We had dramas with a house bill. Um, why did I work so hard and why did it take so much on? Because we had a dramas with a house bill, and we had a builder that uh, went belly up and put us you know in an unfinished home position. Um, and we had dramas with that. Um, and my thing was, well, I'm going to have to work to get, you know, work harder and take more risk, you know, take more on to get this house finished. And that at that point, I should have just put my hands in the air and said, I'm done. House, you know, 
but mm. you don't. No, you've come so far. I work so hard to get the. I get work so hard to get that deposit and build a home for it to go to shit. That I should have just said, take it, um, because it was the start of start of the um, end for my family and relationship. Mm. Too much pride there. Mm. Should Is that have just said, again, mate? yeah. Pete, right. uh, I I want to finish with a question that um, I usually ask, probably in a different uh, light, uh, but I think it's a good way to wrap up um, our chat today. And uh, people are probably thinking you're a bit weird sitting in a park for an hour or so uh, <laughs> on the phone, uh, mate. Uh, if you if you had a thousand tradies in a room, uh, what's what's one piece of advice you would love to leave them with? Uh, respect. Just have respect for yourself. Um, respect for the people that are around you. And respect for the job that you're about to do. And respect for um, the pluses and the minuses that are going to come out of it. I think that's what a lot of people have lost. They lost a bit of self-respect. They just do it. They do it for unknown reasons. Hmm. It's a great point, mate. Well, Pete, mate, thank you so much for your time today. That's uh, it's been a fantastic chat. I, I, um, I must admit, I felt myself sitting here not wanting to speak because uh, you just had some uh, some fabulous insights there, mate. And really appreciate you sharing your personal story. That's uh, very, very valuable stuff. And uh, I, I would like to think that more blokes, especially, but more people. Um, would do the same and uh, I think I think more of these sorts of stories need to get out there so people realise that they can step out of the bubble as you say mate so uh, thank you Pete and and start again you know it's there's no shame in it um, there's no shame in saying oh, I've had enough I need to step off mm. and start again there's no shame mm. you know and it, it, it does get better um, and you can start over again with fresh legs and um, move forward instead of going backwards. Well, um, but yeah, glad to be on the show. Thanks again, mate. Thanks, Pete. You're amazing. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, and thanks for your help over short time that we've known each other, Nick. Always um, a pleasure. What, yeah, it's got me uh, small part of it's got me to where I am today. So sitting in a park. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be a part of your success, mate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, no, mate. it is. It, it might be funny, but yeah, it's, it's uh, better than yeah places I've been. Mm. Mm. Well, thanks again, mate. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, there's Pete, mate, as uh, I've always called him. Um, I've known Pete for, geez, I think probably... 15, 20 years. So, yeah, um, we lost contact through all of his challenges, probably not surprisingly. And funnily enough, I went through my stuff um, around the same time. So we've kind of arrived at this uh, rebirth, as I think he described it in there, um, at similar time, which is uh, part of our reconnecting. So um, really thankful to uh, Pete for sharing his story today. And again, as we said at the top of this episode, if any of the content in today's episode has uh, left you feeling um, perhaps like you do need some help or support, 
then please get in touch with Lifeline. Um, you can call them on 13 11 14 or go to their website at lifeline.org.au. And there's also Mates in Construction, fantastic organisation, helping tradies and contractors uh, right around the country. And you can call their support line nationally on 1300 642 111. And um, Coxie and I are also always here to help and support you so you know if you don't feel like you need to call those two organizations you can always reach out to us probably via the facebook page is best coxie yes i say so and um just drop us a direct message and uh, always happy to chat to anybody who needs a bit of help um even if it's not uh you know to the level that perhaps we've discussed today so thanks again to pete and we look forward to uh sharing some more real tradie guys and real tradie wives episodes with you real soon thanks for listening Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.